Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. I'd love to share with you this morning about um, experiencing God. You see, this, this place that we live in is a, an incredible place and, and I get the joy of being here every day and I literally, I literally say this, I'm amazed as I come in here every day. I love the video where we see what, what God's doing in this place and you see the place full of cars and people. It's a great place when we come and we celebrate and we gather together. We hear all the time that people that come into this place say there's something different about this place. Because we get people from all walks of life come in. We we had a lawyer come in and uh, he's been helping us with a couple of cases and he came up at the end of last year, he said from the Sunshine Coast, he said, I just want to come up and have lunch and spend time with you guys. There's something different about that place. It's interesting, Sona was at a party recently and just before Christmas and... uh, party with, of neighbours and you can imagine soda at a party and it'd be a lot of fun but um, the neighbour was saying oh you work at Highlands I love that place she actually is a, an assessor for the early learning centre she's in uh, a, one of the management roles there and she comes and assesses the early learning centre and said I just love coming there and she said I love pearls she loves pearls which is one of our departments there and she was telling the neighbours and the other neighbour who was just a little bit edgy towards Christianity was type of sitting there going, she says to her, you'll have to come and have coffee with me there to the neighbour because there's something about this place because it's what God does. And our challenge is, is if you come here to church or you come here to work, you can become so familiar with what we've got because it is amazing. We live and work in a bubble and we come to a bubble and, and sometimes I think we can become familiar with the bubble, become familiar with what God is doing. And I really want to encourage you around a couple of points this morning. As we live in this bubble, even if, if you're in your Christian walk and you're going through your Christian walk and you, you type, ah, oh, well, yeah, I've been doing this for a while and I'm used to it. Because I think sometimes we can become so used to it that we start to leave God out of our life. And we see it all the way through Scripture. If you study the Old Testament, you'll see the uh, Israelites in the Old Testament did it all the time. And God would win them back and then they'd say, thank you, God, and they'd drift away. And, and to a degree, we see it in our world today. But I'd love to encourage you to draw near to God. We say it this way in Highlands in the church, lean in. If you want to experience God, lean into God. And James puts it this way in James 4.8. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I think it's interesting because he says, draw near to God. It's something he's asking us to do. The suggestion is, hey, you draw near to God. And then God says, I'll draw near to you. Because sometimes we, we think, oh, well, come on, God, just God do it. You know, if God's real, he'll do this. No, no, no. He's saying, draw in. Come close, lean in. And if you do, he'll actually draw near to you. It's interesting he asks you to take the first step. 
Because sometimes we think, oh, well, it's like in giving. We think, oh, God should give us. Well, he does. And he says, hey, give and it'll be given back to you. Press down, shake, yeah, the flowing over. Draw near to God. Take a step. Push into God. Lean in and allow God to touch you. It's interesting as we commission people today, there's an anointing that comes upon you and there's an anointing that you have in you. And God does that. He comes and fills us with the Spirit of God. And that's an anointing that comes in, in us. And John 15, 4 to 5 says this, Abide in me. And again, it's interesting that it's a, com- a command to us to abide in. Not, he's not saying, hey, I'm going to fill you. He says, hey, abide in me and, and I in you. That's interesting. It's that way around again, isn't it? it it's abide in me and then I'm in you. As the, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself and let it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And it's, it's so true, but I, I want you to catch there's an anointing that's within us, but it's up to us to abide in that, to stay in that. It, it, it's something that we need to do as Christians is... is it's, it's like chase after God. And so often we stop doing that. So often in the world you see Christians who, it becomes a religious experience and they pull back from God and you'll hear things, oh, well, the church should or oh, Christians should do this. No, no, no. It comes to us to lean in. How are you leaning into God? In business, how are you leaning into God? I was with a friend of mine on Friday. I dropped in to see him. He's had a major, had a major accident. He's a successful business guy and uh, had a major bike accident. And I was talking, chatting to him about it, you know, and he's an incredibly wealthy man. And we, were, we ended up, we were just talking about different things. He said, you know, the funny thing with life, Ken, is you can have all the money in the world. It can be gone in an instant. You take none of it with you. He said, but the impact you leave in people's lives is what lasts. And I think about this place, I think as we commission our staff today, the impact that you leave in people's lives, incredible, incredible impact. You see young people, you see as our college, we, we want to create great human beings. It's one of the, our statements that we have in our culture. But it's not just enough to educate someone, we, it's what we do as a college, we educate people. And we do that very well, honestly we do. We've got a great academic record, the kids do an amazing, have an amazing job because they've got amazing teachers around them. But more than that, we create great human beings. People that make a difference in the world. It's not just, oh well I'm successful, educated and I'm networked to the hilt. No, no, no. They're great human beings that affects the lives of people. You see, and that's where we draw into the vine. It's, it's interesting that scripture we just read, it talked a lot about abiding. Abiding is an interesting word. It's, uh, in the Greek, it's actually meno, which if you're Greek, I've just probably offended you. But it actually means to remain no matter what happens, good or bad, the highs and low of life. That's what it means. That we stay in, that we lock in. Actually, it's 
what faith is. It's staying connected to holding on to faith. If we stay connected to God, and I see in the world today a lot of people disconnect when things go bad, but actually the abide is in the good times and the bad times that we stay connected. It means, to, it means physically just to stay where you are. It means also to continue to live, not die, to keep on keeping on. It can also mean not to change, to stay strong in one's resolve, remaining in a common purpose with others. It means to stay present, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually. It means to survive unchanged. You abide in God. To abide in Christ means to dwell in his presence. And it means we'll continue to reflect his character. You see, there's an anointing that comes within us. It's the anointing that comes on us. We do our, go through our daily life and do what we do. It's the Spirit of God that comes around our life that says be filled with the Spirit. So important that we are to do what we've called to do. There's an anointing that comes upon us. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and he went about doing good and healing those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. The anointing that comes upon us allows us to do the jobs that we do and I know from, from my life that when I've taken different positions in, in the church world, there's been an anointing that's come upon me. When I was the CEO of the organisation of INC, there was an anointing that came upon me to do that. I know when we first commissioned Michael, Michael Bray, our principal, we commissioned him and the anointing came upon him and his testimony was, it's different. Because there's an anointing that comes upon you to do the work. No matter what you do, there's an anointing that God can give you to come upon you to do the work that you do. I know when I work on cars, or work, I love working on cars, if you know me, I'm a bit of a rev head. Um, always have been. I got sent home from school when I was about eight years old because I had, I had mechanics hands, literally greasy heads, because I was just pulling cars apart. Literally pulling cars apart, taking motors out as a young kid and putting them back in and that's what I did. I got sent home from school. I got home. You think about that for a minute. Seven, eight-year-old kid and the, you need to go home and clean your hands. You imagine doing that today. Off you go. So I went home and mum got the oboe out and washed my, and it just took all the, it took the, the grease out, but it took all the skin off as well. You imagine doing that today, but sending a seven-year-old kid home. Uh, what we do. How did I get to that? Um, oh, the anointing that can come upon you. So uh, when I'm, anointing comes upon me, when I'm working on cars, I'll, I'll be saying, God, give me tradesmen's hands. Let me know the things that need to do here. And I'm always amazed how I'll get an answer. I remember we were racing minis with my son. And the, uh, the challenge with modern cars, and this was a modern mini, they would plug in a computer... And they'd say to you, well, there's this sensor's failed, this sensor's failed, and this sensor's failed. And I, I remember praying, going, God, that just doesn't sound right, and praying. And I'd say to the technicians, because they're not mechanics, they're technicians now, but what about this? Oh, no, it wouldn't be that, but it was. It was a leaky valve, and it just upset all the other sensors. 
It's interesting, isn't it? There's an anointing that comes upon you to answer questions that you don't know how to answer. This verse that we just had up, he went about, Jesus went about doing good and healing all that are oppressed. It shows that Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit with power and went about doing good and healing those who were oppressed in the same way as we are allowed the anointing to come upon us. We can bring hope and healing to those around us and to make a difference. But people say, oh, that was Jesus. That was different. It was Jesus. Yeah, of course, that's God on earth. Of course, he can go around healing people. But this is what Jesus said about us. In John 14, 12 to 17, truly, truly, I say to you, it's interesting that he says it twice, maybe because we didn't believe him. Whoever believes in me will do these works that I do and greater works than these he will do. Because I'm going to the Father, whoever asks in my name, this I will do. And the Father may be glorified by the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me and keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, he'll give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it never sees him or knows him. You know him for he dwells in you and will be, and will be in you. Something incredibly powerful that God wants to do in your life. No matter who you are in this place, whether you're on staff, whether you're a bus driver, whether you're working in the tuck shop, whether you're a principal of the college, God wants to do something incredibly powerful in you to make a difference in the world. See, that's what we're called to do. That's who we're called to be. And it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to leave God out of our world and just go about doing what we do. But there's some certain evidences that if you know God and you're filled with the Spirit, this is what you can experience. Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience. Aren't you appreciative of that? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there's no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and with its passions and desire. If we live by the Spirit, let us all keep step with the Spirit. The evidence of God in our life is that we have fruit. To love people. One of the greatest challenges I think in the Christian world is that we can be some, become so critical of people. That's what I love. One of the things I love about this place is we've got people from all different churches here today and I love that. I love the fact that it's not about an opinion. It's about a great commission. We've, got all, we've all probably got a differing opinion of things. And when I talk about the Holy Spirit, you'll have a different and may have a different opinion of that. But know that the, the evidence is by the fruit, by what we do every day and by the fruit that comes out of our life in love and joy and peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, patience, self-control. 
And I know for the guys teaching years eight and nine, you probably need a lot of that. Now they're gorgeous kids. But there's some results you can expect if you're filled with the Spirit of God. Colossians 1, 9 to, 1, 9 to 14 puts it so beautifully. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, that asking you may be filled of the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for the endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share an inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. But I'd love you to see the highlighted words, filled with the knowledge of his will. You'll gain understanding. And I think in the world today, we desperately need that. Filled with the knowledge of the will and we have the understanding of how to actually work that out. That we walk in a manner worthy. That we'll have fruit for every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. When a world that is against God, in a world that is so arced up against what Christianity is about, yet they want the fruit of it. We need the wisdom of God to walk in that. Throughout our college today, we need the wisdom of God to walk through the challenges that are coming before us. Right now in our world, we have the new legislation that's being touted about anti-discrimination. You can jump online right now and fill out a questionnaire about it, which would be really helpful if you did that, about why it's important that we have Christian schools with Christian teachers. People say, well, you don't need to be a, a Christian to teach mathematics. Well, yes, you do, because it's embedded in everything that we do, Christianity. It's so important that we have people that are of faith teaching in our world. We need the increasing the knowledge of God. And we all know, if you live in the college and work in the college, you need endurance and patience with joy to do what we do. But we need it for life, don't we? Look across this room, I see podiatrists, I see different people, I see builders, I see salespeople, I see people in management, I see people in their own business. We need this to do life well. We need it. We need the anointing, the abiding to be with God to make a difference in the world because we literally can't do it ourselves. You see, you can know all about God. You can take this book, know it from cover to cover. But if you don't know Him, what's the point? And my question to everyone in this room is do you know Him? Or do you only know about Him? Maybe you're like me who grew up in church. I grew up in the Anglican church. Knew all about God, but didn't know Him. Maybe that's you. Maybe today is your day to actually say, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life.
and I want to give you that opportunity this morning. The way we do it, and we do it in every service at Highlands, and we do it because you matter. You matter to God and you matter to us. But I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. And just while everyone's doing that, do you know him? Or do you only know about him? I want to give you the opportunity to know him. While no one's looking around, if that's you, and you've never given your life to Christ, maybe you've been in church all your life, but you've never given your life to Jesus. I'd love you to raise your hand so I can see it, just so I can pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. See that hand, thank you. That's awesome. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to come out the front. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I'm not going to even point you out. But it's important you know him. It's so important that you know him, not just know about him. So I look across this room one more time. That's you. You've never given your life to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity. Join that one person who's given their life this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. That's fantastic. If you've raised your hand, thank you so much. Let's pray together, hey? If you raised your hand, why don't you pray this prayer? It's a simple prayer, but a powerful prayer. And it's a really, really is simple. You can pray it right now or you can pray it later. But the prayer goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, to be my Lord, to be my Saviour. Forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong. Forgive my sin. But Jesus, make yourself so real to me. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.